everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Dropout Report, your one and only source for all the geek news. I'm your host, Ryan Taylor, and let's hop right into it. Of course, uh, Dropout Report being a podcast from Jedi Dropouts Productions, what better way to start this episode than with some Star Wars news? Okay, uh, first off, the Jon Favreau uh, Star Wars live-action series that is in the works. Uh, some details have been coming out about it here. Um, some of them factual, some of them rumored. Uh, kind of hard to tell where the line is, but uh, we'll speculate for now. Right now, uh, it is apparently being set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, which... That's an exciting time. I mean, in terms of the fact that we haven't seen a whole lot of that, none of it at all in the live action, uh, that is really fucking cool. Um, There's a lot to explore there. It apparently focuses on the planet Mandalore and is set around the Mandalorians, which I know a lot of people uh, are going to be very excited about. And uh, the show may even include events and characters from the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, uh, which have huge fan bases. And I, I can definitely see this being exciting for a lot of Star Wars fans. Some of them, I, some some good friends of mine, will be very excited to hear this. Um, the show itself, the ten episode first season, apparently has a one hundred million dollar budget. So, roughly $10 million an episode. That's, that's a pretty fucking expensive TV show. Uh, I think this is going to go real well. Uh, Jan, Jan, no, not Jan, John Favreau uh, has shown time and time again he knows what he's doing uh, with Iron Man, with the Jungle Book, uh, the upcoming Lion King is, I, I have my hopes high for. Uh, I think this is really, really cool. I'm excited to see what he's going to do here. Uh, and one other piece of Star Wars news, it has come out that the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that is in the works, apparently, uh, Ewan McGregor has nothing to do with it, which is disappointing. I know, we all love Ewan McGregor, but, uh, I, I think this could still work. I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going with it. I assume... Based on the uh, ticket sales of Solo, they're probably going to go in a, a slightly different direction than that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. But while Ewan McGregor may not be returning as Obi-Wan, another familiar face from a different franchise is returning after a very long time. And people are fucking excited. Patrick Stewart officially is returning as Captain Picard, uh, he's going to be getting basically his own solo series uh, on the CBS All Access streaming service, uh, same as Star Trek Discovery, and he uh, addressed fans and talked about his time playing the captain and how much he enjoyed it, and how excited he is to be back. It was very heartwarming, very emotional. It's it's um, it's great to see him back because he's. I'm not the biggest Next Generation fan. Not that I, I dislike it at all. I just haven't seen a whole lot. But, I mean, Patrick Stewart is a fucking legend. And Picard is just one of the those timeless Star Trek characters. Um, 
I, I think probably the most timeless of anyone outside of the original series. And I don't think anyone would really be able to argue that. Uh, other Star Trek news. we got two pieces here. Uh, Mr. Ethan Peck uh, has been casted as Spock in Star Trek Discovery Season 2. Um, some people are a little up in arms about them getting someone else to play Spock, but I mean... Leonard Nimoy is no longer with us, and you can't rely on uh, Zachary Quinto to portray Spock forever. Uh, It's okay to have different actors. He looks the part. I don't know anything about his acting, uh, and I doubt anyone else does. He's not a well-known actor, but uh, what is interesting, a little factoid here, Ethan Peck is the grandson of Hollywood legend Gregory Peck from To Kill a Mockingbird. So, if he's anything like his grandfather, I mean, he's got some chops. Uh, last little bit of Star Trek news. Star Trek, not really something we talk about too often here, uh, Jedi Drop It's Productions, but uh, some Star Trek news here lately. Uh, Star Trek Four has apparently lost Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth due to contract disputes. Uh, nothing official here yet, it's all just reported, but that's a huge loss. Um, now, not that Chris Hemsworth, uh, played a huge part in those movies, uh, I mean, he's a big star, obviously, but losing Chris Pine, losing your Captain Kirk, that, that's fucking, ugh, I don't know, it's, it's gonna be hard to pick up from that. Uh, I'm not sure what they're gonna do about that going to be interesting to see. Uh, some news in the Disney Fox area. Uh, let's see where to start here. Uh, Disney, well, of course, as we last reported, Disney, the Fox, the whole deal, that's gone through. It's, it's old news. But what's interesting now is to see exactly uh, how, what decisions they make going forward. And the first of these is that Disney is going to uh, complete and release any Fox movies that are either finished production or halfway or more through production. So they're not going to scrap movies that are almost done. Which is, I mean, that's that's pretty respectable. Because um, at that point you're kind of wasting resources and, and movies that, that should come to fruition. Uh... So I'm not sure exactly what the production schedules on, on some of these announced Fox movies are. Like, at this point, obviously, X-Men Dark Phoenix, uh, New Mutants, those will release. Uh, but announced movies like Doctor Doom, uh, Multiple Man, they, Fox has been going crazy with that stuff, and I don't know where the production schedules on those movies are. So, who knows? Uh Speaking of Fox, new Simpsons and Family Guy movies are apparently in development. That just makes good sense, money-wise. Um, people, uh, as far as I know, the Simpsons movie got pretty good reviews, and following up a sequel to that, as long as, as well as doing a Family Guy movie, it, it just makes sense. Um, big audiences, there's money to be made. Uh, I haven't followed Family Guy like I used to in in years now, but uh, you know, if if Seth MacFarlane has a bigger part in this movie 
than he has in recent seasons, then I could see it being pretty good because the Seth MacFarlane stuff with fam- with Family Guy is the the better material. Um, let's see. Speaking of Disney and and all this stuff, uh, they have been pushing their upcoming streaming service, um, and they've been releasing details on that. And apparently, Ant Man and the Wasp will be the final. Marvel movie released on Netflix because starting with Captain Marvel uh, by the time those get to home video release uh, they will be released exclusively on the Disney streaming service which makes sense I mean you have those properties it's it's the best idea to do with them uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that and the Star Wars movies however uh, they, it looks like they're not going to be able to get the rights to any Star Wars movies, uh, in terms of streaming and release because of prior contracts until, um, thinking it's going to be episode nine. So I guess we'll still see Solo on Netflix when that time comes, probably this fall sometime. Uh, and lastly, there will not be any R-rated movies on Disney streaming service, which I know, like, um, them getting Deadpool would maybe be uh, a way to convince people to sign up for that, but uh, Disney is now going to own 60% of Hulu based on this deal, so I would say chances are that that's where they're going to send that stuff. Uh, let's see, let's let's go right into the Marvel and DC news, because there's quite a bit to cover here. Uh, okay, to kick it off, um, we've actually got a lot of news about the Sony Marvel films, which is pretty rare, because they're pretty quiet. Um, for starters, Sony has officially titled their, uh, their cinematic universe of uh, films. And the title is Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters, or the S-U-M-C for short, which is a little clunky, does not roll off the tongue, it's pretty awkward, I'm not sure whose idea that was, but the S-U-M-C, I guess, is what we what we have here now. Uh, of course, it's going to be kicked off by Venom this fall. Uh... And the Venom movie has actually been changed to PG-13 when originally it was an R-rated movie. And I know a lot of people are going to be a little upset by that because they were looking forward to an R-rated Venom. Uh, I, for one, was looking forward to that. I mean, a Venom movie with the R-rated sort of action of Logan or Deadpool would be really fucking cool, but at the same time, Sony needs to make a bit of extra money to afford to make these uh, PG-13 is a safer bet there I, I get it um, and also uh, speaking of Venom Venom is apparently going to be appearing in all the other movies or not all of the other movies but a, a ton of other movies in this universe which I expected I mean you got a star like Tom Hardy you make good use of him uh, and Tom Hardy uh, last little bit of Venom news here. Tom Hardy has announced, or said in an interview, the three people he based his performance of Venom on. And it's a weird fucking list. 
So Tom Hardy based his performance as Eddie Brock on a combination of Woody Allen, Conor McGregor, and Redman. Um, so I'm not sure what to think of that. Like, uh, I like Redman, but Woody Allen's a bit of a creep. Conor McGregor's a bit of an asshole. But I mean, I get it. I I get the um, not basing it on, on Woody Allen's life because goddamn it, no. Uh, but more so, if you've ever watched a Woody Allen film, he plays these sort of neurotic, paranoid uh, characters. So combine that with uh, I don't know, maybe Connor's fighting style or his uh, just kind of overconfidence. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, that'll be interesting. See, see exactly how that comes through. Uh, and more exciting news: they have announced uh, a certain Spider-Man villain who is getting a solo movie. Craven the Hunter is getting a movie in the SUMC. Uh, it's going to be the script is currently being written by Richard Wink, the uh, writer of the Equalizer Two. Uh, and I think that's pretty awesome. I'm not sure how Craven's solo movie is going to work if you're not going to include... Well, obviously, they're not going to have a Spider-Man, but, like, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to use a replacement, like a filler, because um, another, uh, another little rumor that's leaked out is that uh, Sony is looking to use Silk in place of Spider-Man in some of these movies, so I don't know if that'll be one. Uh, Silk a.k.a. Cindy Moon, is a character introduced by Dan Slott and, uh, what's the other guy's name, Humberto Ramos, uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man comic series from, like, four or five years ago. Uh, and it's gonna be, I, I'm not sure what they're gonna do there, but, I mean, Craven is such a fucking good character, it's about time he got an on-screen appearance, uh, Granted, I, I would have preferred to see him as the villain in a Spider-Man movie, but, you know, I mean, if you're going to do Kraven versus Venom, that would be cool. Uh, I mean, plus you've got Morbius in there already, uh, and let's see, one more piece of, like, Sony's actually doing quite a bit with these movies right now. Um, the Silver and Black movie they were working on, which was the Silver, Sable, Black Cat team-up movie, uh, they've scrapped that and are instead doing two separate solo movies. So, to wrap, we've got Venom, Morbius, which is uh, starring Jared Leto as Morbius the Vampire, Craven uh, the Hunter, Silver Sable, Black Cat, and potentially Silk, because that's that's a rumor. Uh, so, I mean, they're doing a lot. They're, they're making their moves to actually create a workable cinematic universe based around Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man, which is interesting. I mean, I'm not sure why they wouldn't go with, like, Ben Riley or something as, as a fill-in, but I'm sure there's some kind of legal thing going on there with having a second Spider-Man. Uh, now, let's go into the other Marvel stuff here outside of Sony. Let's talk about James Gunn again for a second. This this James Gunn uh, conversation is still ongoing. There's it's so back and forth. Uh, there was talk that they 
100% are not even considering rehiring him. And then there was some more talk that Disney were pressuring Marvel into rehiring James Gunn. And then all the Guardians of the Galaxy cast, uh, Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, uh, the worst of them. I mean, I'm not going to list them all because the, every one of them, they, they, they did the open letter in support of him. And then Dave Batista, of course, the, the Batista thing, that was huge as well. Uh, he claimed in an interview that he would quit Guardians of the Galaxy 3 if James Gunn is not rehired. Uh, he, he sort of backtracked a little on that, but he's strongly standing by James Gunn. Um, and it, it, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. I don't know if they'll, like, it, it would be a huge loss for them, and... I don't know if everyone... I don't know if many people are really on Disney's side with firing James Gunn here, uh, including their own cast. Um, but the interesting thing that's come out of this is, in the meantime, while this is all getting worked out, and while James Gunn is currently not employed by Disney, he's being courted by like every major studio. Uh, everybody wants a piece of this guy. And most notably, DC are trying to get their hands on him, which would be very interesting. Uh, I can't think of what exactly, what property I would want to see James Gunn take on with DC. Like, off the top of my head, Green Lantern Corps could be fun. Obviously, the guy has a knack for space. Uh... But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, more MCU stuff. Uh, Red Skull apparently will be making more appearances after his cameo in Infinity War. In what context? Who knows? Um, they, I, I can't remember if it was Kevin Feige or the Russos. Somebody has said that, yes, due to the events of Infinity War, he is free to leave. Um the place I cannot remember the name of that he was uh, basically trapped for so long uh, Red Skull is free now so we might get some old school Red Skull back uh, I'm not sure but I always love Red Skull and I always wish they did more of them so that's great uh, Spider-Man Far From Home has announced two cast members two very familiar cast members Samuel L. Jackson and Colby Smulders will be appearing in the movie as Nick Fury and Agent Maria Hill um, so that's cool. Uh, I can see how S.H.I.E.L.D. would uh, work in a movie like that. I do hope that there's someone bigger appearing. Uh, I've got my my hopes set on uh, Doctor Strange, maybe. Um, and let's see... Oh, uh, Deadpool news here. Not really news, just, uh, just some talk. Uh, Terry Crews has said... He would love to come back as Bedlam in Deadpool 3. Which, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, would be surprising because as far as we all knew, the audience, uh, Bedlam died horrifically in Deadpool 2. But uh, Terry Crews claims, and he's got a point here, that you didn't actually see Bedlam die. You saw him in rough shape. But no confirmed death, so maybe he's okay. Maybe Bedlam survived that 
tragic bus accident. Um, and I mean, if he wants to, I, I, I don't think that, um, the producers of Deadpool are the type to say, like, to say no to somebody like Terry Crews. Like, how do you, how do you say no to the guy? Uh, anyway, uh, let's see more Marvel. Got a few more pieces here. Uh, Black Panther has hit over 700 million at the domestic box office. It is now officially the biggest superhero opening of all time in North America, not worldwide, but uh, in North America, uh, which makes it the third highest grossing domestic film of all time behind Star Wars The Force Awakens and Avatar. That's fucking huge. That's amazing. Um, so obviously, you're going to get a, a trilogy of Black Panther movies. Like, uh, the money <laughs> the money never lies. You're going to see th- at least three of these movies. Um, but it's so fucking cool. It's so great that domestically, in, in North America, not worldwide, but in North America, I think... Uh, Infinity War did really, really well internationally, which puts it over a little more there. Uh, domestically, Black Panther has outsold every other superhero movie in existence. Ever. That's amazing. It's, it's fucking incredible. Uh, and speaking of the MCU and celebrations, Marvel has announced that they're going to re-release all 20 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, films for its 10th anniversary in IMAX. Uh, that's going to be running from August 30th to September 6th. I'm not sure if it's select theaters or if they're doing it like a big worldwide event. Not positive on that part, but uh, this makes a lot of sense and it's exciting because uh, movies that you may have missed over the years you get to go see on the big screen in all its IMAX glory. Uh, uh, one more piece of MCU news here. Director Antoine Fuqua, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, I probably butchered it, uh, has apparently been approached by Marvel and may potentially direct a film for them. If you aren't familiar with him, he is the director behind Training Day, uh, King Arthur, The Equalizer, Southpaw. Like, this guy does gritty action movies. So, I could see him working. Uh, I'm not sure what type of movie, what character I'd want to see him take on exactly, but, uh, this makes sense. Um, he's, he's, he fits the mold of a Marvel director, in my opinion. So, this is pretty fucking cool. And lastly, in the Marvel news here, it has been, it has been revealed, uh, Iron Fist Season 2 does not include, but almost included, Moon Knight. Which, I know some of you are, are screaming into your pillows now that you got so close to having Moon Knight on screen. Uh, I, I forget, I forgot to write down the name, but the showrunner of uh, Iron Fist Season 2 has said we almost included Moon Knight. It, it's very close, and hasn't exactly said why they didn't, but the suspicions, the rumors are that... Moon Knight is being saved for the big screen, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I could see, I, like, I, Moon Knight is is one of those characters that is just on the verge of of being done live action. Like, 
for the longest time, when when people would be watching Avengers and Thor and Captain America, they, you knew Black Panther and Ant-Man and Doctor Strange. These were the characters that were just on the cusp of coming. And Moon Knight is one of those characters. Nova is one of those characters. Um, we're going to get them. We're absolutely going to get them. We're getting Captain fucking Marvel. Uh, so... This is this is cool. Uh, this just when you hear things like this, when you hear that it, they, it became that close, you you know it's coming. You know Moon Knight's gonna be on screen in the next couple years, and I'm excited for that. Okay, time to switch sides and get on over to the DC news. Comedian and podcaster Mark Marin of Glow and WTF podcast uh, has is apparently joining the cast of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker Origins film. Uh, no word on who he's going to be playing. I would imagine a, a smaller role uh, comedic relief. He's a very, very funny guy. And if you haven't seen Glow or listened to the WTF podcast, I highly recommend both. Uh Let's see, DC got a couple of new movies in the works here. Um, first off, and most weirdly, they're apparently making a Super Pets movie. Uh, not sure why or how, but Super Pets is in the works. Uh, cast, uh, not the cast, sorry. The script is being written by the writer of the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninjago movie. I don't have much to say about Super Pets being adapted. It it just is what it is, I guess. Uh, let's see the other new movie. Um, WB is developing a Supergirl movie, apparently. Again, take it with a grain of salt. DC announces a new movie every week. Uh, it's a matter of which ones actually happen. But a Supergirl movie kind of makes sense. Uh, Supergirl's gotten pretty fucking popular in the past couple years, and, uh, it just, it, it makes too much sense for them not to do that. Uh, let's see, uh, last time on the Dropout Report, I reported on the Birds of Prey movie that is in the works. Well, they have revealed the villain for the Birds of Prey movie, and it is none other than Black Mask, who is a, a huge Batman villain with a huge following. Uh, not as popular as obviously the the Joker and and the Penguin and and uh, Mister Freeze, but Black Mask is a very fucking cool villain and a very solid choice for this movie. Uh, let's see, we've got some more here. Uh, Joyvin Wade. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. He has been cast as Cyborg for the upcoming Doom Patrol TV series. Uh. And yes, we're still going to get the Ray Fisher cyborg in the uh, DC films. It's, I mean, it's the same as the Ezra Miller, Grant Gustin thing. Uh, two actors playing two variations of character for TV and film. Uh, and speaking of Grant Gustin, uh, we should probably talk about the, the controversy around the Flash costume. Uh, just last week... The new costume for the upcoming season of The Flash uh, was leaked. There was a set photo released. And the internet, as usual, got pretty shitty with it. Talked about how terrible the costume looked. 
a lot of people talked about Grant Gustin looking thin and gaunt and, and talked about him being anorexic and made all these terrible comments. So Gustin uh, being just a fucking class act responded with an open letter to these people. Uh, first and foremost, supporting the costume, the costume design and the future of the show. And then standing up to these body shamers uh, and talking about how uh, proud he is in his own skin. And uh, I was, like, it, it's worth going to read. It, it's fantastic. He's just a hell of a guy. Uh, and since then, they have released the poster for the upcoming season. I, I'm thinking maybe earlier than they meant to just to address this. And the costume looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a lot less leather... Uh, they lost the chin strap. It looks more like the comics. Probably the closest to the comics than than they ever have. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm glad that controversy can't kind of came out positively. And uh, lastly, the most I think the most exciting thing here, they have casted Batwoman in the upcoming CW Batwoman series. Ruby Rose from John Wick Chapter Two and Orange Is the New Black. And just everything uh, internet related. She's 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 more popular than her film roles um, tend to show. Ruby Rose is fantastic. Uh, she's a great actress, uh, and I I think this is perfect casting. I think this might be the best casting CW has done yet. It is phenomenal. I cannot wait. I think I may like. I don't watch all the CW series, but. I think I might have to be on board. Ruby Rose's Batwoman just sounds amazing. Okay, got a, a bit of a mixed bag of news here now. Uh, kind of all over the place. The first one I really want to get to is Idris Elba this week was reported to be the top contender to play the next James Bond. Uh, he himself has since denied the rumor. There's maybe some doubt about the legitimacy of that rumor but the internet got really excited about it. I got really excited about it. I've been saying for a while, Idris Elba is absolutely my pick to play Bond. Uh, he's, he's, he's made for the role. Um, so I hope there's some truth to it. But, you know, uh, we can always dream. Uh, let's see. Jordan Peele, his upcoming film Us, the director of Get Out, is following up. Uh, with next year's Us. I'm very excited for that. We talked about it on a Jedi Drop It's episode not long ago. The full cast has been announced. Uh, so we've got Lupita Nyong'o from Black Panther, uh, Star Wars. We've got Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale. Winston Duke, again from Black Panther. Uh, Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job. Hilarious show. Uh, we've got Yaya Abdul-Mateen II from Aquaman and The Get Down. Uh, Anna Diop from the upcoming Titans TV series. Uh, Shahadi Wright-Joseph from the upcoming Lion King. And it's, the cast is rounded out, uh, rounded out by uh, a couple uh, child actors named Evan Alex, Madison Curry, Callie Sheldon, and Noelle Sheldon. Um, don't know much about this movie yet, but... Honestly, at this point, I am completely on board for anything that Jordan Peele does. I do not care what it is. I will watch it. Um, 
And speaking of, uh, I guess, exciting horror, the Stephen King series Castle Rock has been renewed for a second season. And that is exciting for a couple of reasons. Number one, I uh, haven't finished the first season yet, but it is so fucking good. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. Even if you've never read Stephen King, just check it out. Like, I haven't read some of the books that they're talking about and they're referencing in this show, and it is still easy to follow. It is just great horror, great mystery. Um, and also exciting because here at Jedi Drop as Productions, we are huge fans and supporters of Fat Man on Batman. And uh, co-host of that show, Mark Bernardin, uh, was a writer on this series, and this is one of his first huge writing gigs, and I really hope that he continues to work for them for season two. I hope he gets brought back. Um, he's a hell of a writer, a uh, hell of a guy, and I, I really hope this is the start of a, a long and prosperous writing career. Um, let's see, we've got a reboot of Elf is in the works over at Warner Bros., uh, who would have thunk it? Uh, Alf is coming back. Hide your cats, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, it's fucking Alf. I, I guess it was a, it was a matter of time. They're, they're rebooting everything, so he had to come back eventually. Uh, the Andy Circus directed Animal Farm film has also been purchased by Netflix, who recently purchased... Uh, the rights to Mowgli, his uh, Jungle Book adaptation. Looks like Andy Serkis has been working on a couple of these like high-budget motion capture movies for a while. I mean, he's the master of motion capture, so it makes sense. And I'm guessing that Netflix is starting a sort of partnership with Andy Serkis, which is pretty cool. I mean, they've got money to spend. He's got ideas. He's got talent. It, it seems like a, a good uh, partnership in that aspect. Uh, let me see. American Horror Story uh, Season 8 has both a title and a returning cast member. Uh, it is titled American Horror Story Apocalypse. It will be premiering this fall. You're bringing back most of the cast of Murder House and Coven because that is it's a crossover of those two series. But most excitingly... Jessica Lang is fucking back. Uh, she left the show after season four. She's a fan favorite. She is a hell of an actress, and she really did steal the scene whenever she whenever she appeared in in the first four seasons. So that's a great addition. Uh, let's see. Director Alex Garland uh, is partnering with FX on a new series called Devs. Uh, and this is just exciting in general. I don't know much about the TV show he's working on, but this guy is the director of Ex Machina and Annihilation. He does weird psychological sci-fi, and he does it really well. And FX is a perfect partner for that kind of thing. FX does some weird fucking TV, and but they do it so well. So that makes a lot of sense. Um... And lastly, in this uh, category here, the Oscars actually are making some changes next year. Um, they've announced a new category uh, specifically for popular film, for achievement in popular film. Uh, 
and it's going to be more accessible. It's going to be a leaner telecast. It's good. So the idea I'm getting is they're trying to bring numbers back up. I'm guessing you're probably going to be able to stream it online. Um, but this this popular film category, people are, are split on it, and I'm kind of split myself because on one hand, it gives a chance for movies that they would never nominate because let's be real, they're kind of stuck in their ways. Uh, it gives a chance for those movies to take home an Oscar or to be, even be recognized. Um, the big one that people are talking about is maybe Black Panther, but uh, on the same side, it's kind of a cop out because now they don't have to worry about nominating a movie like Black Panther for Best Picture when it is maybe a film that should be in talks. Um, and like, I'm really split on it because like, you know, uh, they should be able to, like they, the Oscars, what they really need is to just get out of their own way and start recognizing movies that, yes, these are blockbuster movies, but that doesn't mean they're not great film. Like a few years ago, uh, I thought... Straight out of Compton should have been nominated for Best Picture, and it didn't get recognized, but it should have. Um, and look, last year, Baby Driver was another one. Uh, so it's, it's that kind of thing where this is what they should do, but this is kind of a, an okay filler because I don't think the Oscars are ever going to get to the point of like Logan should have been a Best Picture nominee. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to get to that place of Logan and Wonder Woman and Black Panther being Best Picture nominees. So it's kind of a decent um, compromise in that at least they're going to get recognized as an achievement in film when the you know the the other option is just leaving them out in the dark. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's a, a bigger conversation. Uh, I could go on more, but it it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, let's see. To close out today's episode, let's get into some video game news because uh, there's actually a fair bit, a fair bit of interesting stuff here. First off, Tekken Seven uh, released the trailer for their upcoming DLC, and to everyone's surprise, everybody's surprise. Negan from The Walking Dead is going to be a playable character in Tekken 7. And I have no idea how that partnership came about or how he's supposed to fit in that universe. But, I mean, I guess that is what it is. I don't know. Uh, Microsoft is, uh, has, has put together a new in-house studio called The Initiative. Um, but interestingly enough, it has been leaked the uh, the designers and writers they hired are some of the creators of the new Tomb Raider trilogy, God of War, the the new uh, God of War from this year, and Red Dead Redemption. So they've got like some real real fucking good credentials into their new designers uh, for in-house games. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Xbox kind of needs it. Uh, let's see, Ben Schwartz, a uh, very funny comedian. From, I mean, lately, I mean, he voices on DuckTales. He does some voices, uh, We Bear Bears. Uh, he was in a couple other shows. 
He has been cast as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the upcoming animated film. Um, and I believe Jim Carrey was uh, casted as Dr. Robotnik. So that seems like a good uh, comedic pairing. Um, hopefully they get a good direction for that movie. Uh, let's see. In other kind of casting news, uh, Henry Cavill, best known of course as Superman, has announced that he would love to play Geralt of Rivia in the Netflix Witcher series, which sounds like a terrible idea, to be honest. Uh, number one, because fans and the geek community don't really love Henry Cavill right now because they're not that big on Batman v Superman and Justice League and so on, but also I don't see how he has any of the right chops or abilities to play Geralt, I don't see it even a little bit. Uh, I'm not someone who's tied to a certain actor to play Geralt, but I just think it should not be him. Um, that's my own take. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'd do a good job. Um, but it, it's interesting as well because I guess Henry Cavill is a big geek. I didn't know he knew who the fuck Geralt was. Apparently he's very excited about this. Uh, I guess he's a Witcher fan. Which, I mean, that makes Henry Cavill a little cooler in my eyes. I don't know about you. Uh, let's see. Showtime. Uh, the the new Halo series that they are working on. They're working on a live-action Halo TV series. And they have announced that the main character in the new Halo series will actually be Master Chief. Which shouldn't be surprising it's the main character from the series but they've done so many shows now where they they just sort of make it uh exist within the universe instead of actually being uh you know the uh the the characters and games that you know so that's pretty cool uh let's see more a lot of a lot of video game movies in the works these days the last one to talk about here is the metal gear solid movie that is upcoming from director Jordan uh, Jordan Volk Roberts. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He directed Kong Skull Island. Uh, apparently, he wants to make it appeal to hardcore fans. He said he wants it to be the most Kojima uh, Metal Gear movie possible. He wants it to be weird. He wants it to have all of those specific Metal Gear um, tropes and ideas and... Um, he wants to include a lot of, like, deep-cut characters. He doesn't want it to just be a Hollywood version. Um, he said he's willing to to slim down on the budget as much as possible just to make that work. So that's pretty cool. It's, it's cool seeing uh, a real fan be in charge of that movie. I'm not the biggest Metal Gear guy, but for I, I do appreciate something being made for the fans. Um, let's see, uh, Ninja, the Twitch streamer, best known for his, his Fortnite streaming, has become the first Twitch streamer to reach 10 million followers. That's impressive. Um, that's a lot of fucking followers. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing to think that one person could have that many people who want to watch them play video games. Uh, and it's it's a big uh, it's a big move forward for streaming and and Twitch and YouTube in in general. Uh, let's see two more pieces here, but these are the ones that I am most excited about. 
Blizzard. Apparently, I don't know if they announced it or they leaked, but it has surfaced that Blizzard are working on multiple Diablo projects. Uh, I'm a huge Diablo fan. I know some of the listeners uh, are huge Diablo fans. Diablo is a fucking amazing franchise, and we've all been waiting for more since Diablo 3. So multiple projects uh, did not say what they were, what consoles they were for, but, I mean, there's only so many options here. So, like, uh, just off the top of my head, I would imagine it is some combination of either Diablo 4, uh, an HD remaster of 1 or 2, uh, a Diablo mobile game, or maybe even Diablo 3 for Nintendo Switch. Uh, any of those makes perfect sense. Any of those sound believable to me. Okay, one more piece of news. Before I end this, um, Nintendo had their Smash Bros. Ultimate Direct, and they unveiled, uh, let's see, over 100 stages will be in the game, more than 800 music tracks will be available in this game, and of course, new characters, King K. Rule and Richter and Simone Belmont from Castlevania are all in this game. Uh, very exciting news. I personally love King K. Rule, and that is uh, a high point for me. Um, now, what I what they didn't announce, and what is not really official, but uh, there are some rumblings online about what other characters might be in this game, and um, two in particular are coming up again and again. I mean, I don't know how excited people are about these. But the two that I, I, I feel pretty confident are going to be announced are Isabel from Animal Crossing and a Minecraft character of some sort. Probably Steve, I think, is the main uh, avatar from Minecraft. But those look pretty likely. I'm not sure uh, what else they're going to do in terms of like hardcore fans. I don't know. But... Uh, should be interesting. Um, I don't have a Switch, and I don't really have plans to get one yet, but I got some friends who got one. Uh, I'm probably going to have to uh, pay them a visit when this game comes out. Maybe uh, maybe spend the night. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> just stay there and, and make good use out of their Switch. Mm. Maybe, maybe potentially talking about fellow co-hosts of mine who currently have a Switch or are planning to get one. Uh, and on that note, that is the end of today's Dropout Report, uh, where you get all your geek news. I mean, where else are you going to go? Are you going to go to IGN? Come on. What are you, you going to go to Kotaku or, or The Nerdist? Come on, those guys don't have shit on us. you got to come to the Dropout Report. we got it all. We got every bit of fucking geek news. And if we don't have it, then it's not important and you didn't need to know anyway. Uh, as always, you can listen to other episodes of the Jedi Dropouts Report, uh, Jedi Dropouts, Final Form, Hyper Battle, whatever else we do uh, over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com. Um, and we're also available on pretty much every platform. We're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, we're around. We're around a lot of places. And, uh, 
stay tuned to our social media pages, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those. We've always got other side things going on. James does some YouTube and Twitch stuff. Uh, we've got some contests, things like that. And, of course, we'll, we're going to be appearing at Atlanticon uh, coming up in the end of September. It's around September 28th. Uh, we're going to have a table there. We're going to be doing some cool stuff. We're going to be filming. We're going to be recording. Uh, and uh, until next time, uh, I have been Ryan Taylor. This has been the Dropout Report, and thank you all for listening. This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.